Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. A very good morning to all of you. Welcome to Fatan's Property Exchange. We're definitely going to discuss a very hot topic today. In terms of the prescribed management rule 28.2 of the Sectional Title Schemes Management Act, Act 8 of 2011, commonly referred to as the STSMA, a body corporate may, by special resolution, appoint an executive managing agent to perform the functions and exercise the powers that would otherwise be performed and exercised by its scheme executives or trustees. An executive managing agent means a managing agent appointed to carry out all the functions and powers of the scheme executive. According to CSOS, alternatively, members entitled to 25% of the total quotas of all sections may apply to the community schemes on but service CSOS referred to, for the appointment of an executive managing agent. The CSOS has recently placed an advert for a panel of executive managing agents and subsequently formulated a panel of such executive managing agents. According to CSOS, they have trained and educated all the panelists on their roles and responsibility towards the body corporate. The panelists also signed the CSOS Code of Conduct for Executive Managing Agents, something that I've never heard or seen before. The body corporate may select any panelist from CSOS of Executive Managing Agents in the desired province. If there is no panelist in the desired province, then a panelist may be chosen conducting business in other provinces. Should the body corporate be unable to choose panelists from this list, the CSOS may be approached to choose a panelist. In order to discuss this matter, we have invited Jolene Wasserman, Manager of Governance, Compliance and Enforcement at CSOS. Here to join us is Hendra Kaufman, Managing Director of Rise Properties, Willi Ruiz, from the CEO from Stratafin, and Marie Janse van Rensburg, CEO of MEMS Properties, situated in Victoria. So, welcome all. Morning. Morning. Okay, we're ready to go. Marie, you have had extensive experience with CSOS, attending conciliations, uh, adjudications, drafting of um, letters, applications, etc. What is your understanding from the functions of CSOS to date? Paul, thank you very much for the invite. Um, the mandate of CSOS is to regulate, monitor and quality assure scheme governments, documentation, develop and provide a dispute resolution service, provide training for uh, conciliators, adjudicators and other employees of CSOS and take custody, preserve and provide public access electronically or by other means to scheme governments documentation. So, um, Jolene... How does one reconcile the appointment of managing agents and executive managing agents 
based on the above mandate of CSOS. Am I going a step too far to say, is it fair to say that CSOS is overstepping its mandate in this? Good morning, Paul, and good morning, um, panellists, and thank you for the invite. I would like to advise that in addition to the functions of the uh, Community Scheme Ombud Service, the CSOS um, in Section 4, Subsection 2, A, it's also to promote good governance within community schemes. And we have to keep in mind that the CSOS is not only the custodian of the CSOS Act, but also of the Sectional Title Schemes Management Act, where, as you've read previously, in Prescribed Management Rule 28, there must be an appointment of an executive managing agent. And hence, the CSOS has established such a panel to provide this service to um, the community scheme, specifically sexual title developments in South Africa. Billy, would you like to take the questions further? Yeah. Um, good morning, guys. Um, thanks for the opportunity. I think we would like to know whether there's any movement towards the extension of the purpose and the functions of CSOS contained in Section 2 and Section 4 of the CSOS Act that the public should be aware of. Um, if there is, who is driving this extension and what is the goal of this extension? Is it driven by the Minister in terms of the CSOS mandate contained in Section 5 of the Act? If this is the case... Um, or is this uh, mandate open uh, and transparent? Um, and can we give input in respect of this mandate? Thank you for the question, Billy. The CSOS has, um, from the beginning of last year, we have taken the current legislation, the CSOS Act, the CSOS Regulation, together with the Sexual Title Schemes Management Act and Regulations, and we have made amendments to these four sets um, of legislation. And we have amended it. We have sent our comments through to the Department of Human Settlements. They have collated it. They have provided their input into it. And it will, of course, be available for public comment, where after the public can provide answers and feedback and commentary on the proposed amendments of legislation. And, of course, add, add extensions or additions to the legislation, what they would like to see in it. So definitely please keep an eye on, as our Department of Human Settlements will advise as soon as it's ready for public comment. Um, is there any timeline to this, Jolene? Unfortunately not. Uh, I'm not sure, but it is a very extensive um, process and it's a very lengthy process in order to change a piece of legislation. As you know, it needs to go through Parliament, it needs to be approved, the President needs to sign it, and then only it becomes law. So it probably might take a, a few good months or even a year or two or even longer to, to pass the uh, proposed amendments to the legislation. May I, may I just ask a question here, just to follow up okay. on that then? Um, if there are amendments on the court in respect of the Act, is CISOS entitled at this stage to actually act as if those amendments are already in place um, and then appoint a panel which clearly um, is beyond the mandate currently um, as it stands in the Act? Jolene, would you like to respond to that? Uh, the CSOS is of the opinion that we are not overreaching our mandate and that it is part of our mandate. As I've stated that the Sectional Title Schemes Management Act, we are the custodians of that piece of legislation and we have to provide that service 
to our clients in sexual title developments? Um, I hear what you say, and I don't have a problem with a principle in this. I think the problem we on the panel do have is the fact that it comes down to prescribing who you may use and not use, and that is where the problem lies. But I'm going to go over to Hendrik. May I comment on that, Paul? Yeah, sure. You're welcome. The CSOS has, has never said that you can only use the executive managing agents on our panel. The CSOS has set together, uh, formulated a panel in order to assist the public who does not know who to go to to appoint an executive managing agent. So it's not prescriptive. Nowhere in the legislation it says that CSOS will appoint an executive managing agent on your behalf and you will have to abide by the CSOS decision. It is merely we've appointed a panel in terms of the Sectional Title Schemes Management Act legislation, and if you do not have your own executive managing agent that you would like to appoint, then this is the panel that you can pick from should you come to the CSOS for assistance. Okay. Thank you for that. So if I may then ask, um, are you then saying that at no stage will CSOS make the choice who to be appointed uh, once a body corporate approaches CISOS? Or will there be circumstances where CISOS will actually say, make use of A, B, C, D, or E? CISOS has got an approved panel of um, 14 panelists currently. So if there is a body corporate that approaches the CISOS, the CISOS will give them the 14 panelists. They are in alphabetical order and the, um, the um, location is also indicated on the list into where in which province they are situated and which they do business from. Um, and then the respective scheme will select the province that they find most suitable. If it's in Durban, they'll find our panelists in Durban. Um, they, um, I think there's two panelists in Durban currently. We will give both names and we will also give out the contact details of both panelists. And then it's up to the scheme to decide on which panelists to appoint. If they cannot decide between the two, the CISOS will have a meeting with them, find out their specific needs and then take it further. But we would like to leave that in the client's hands, the body corporate's hands, as to whom to appoint at the end of the day. And I think that's very important. We, we also, we also, Jolene, we also believe that that is very important. Um, however, I mean, if one looks at that letter that you wrote um, or that was sent out by CISOS, I don't know if it was you, but that was sent out by CISOS, it actually said that should the body corporate be unable to choose a panelist, uh, CISOS may be approached to choose the panelist on behalf of the body corporate. So, so it actually goes further than what you are currently saying. It actually says that CISOS will choose the panelist. And that opens a myriad of, of problems that, that can be caused as a result of that. And I think that is why we're asking these questions specifically. I think this is, this is one of the pertinent issues. Okay, Vili, thank you so much. I'd like to give the other members on the panel um, or, uh, joining us today an opportunity to. I don't want us to get stuck on just one but, matter. But, Paul, can I, can I respond to that? I don't want to leave it open-ended. Okay, all right, respond. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if a community scheme cannot um, decide upon a panellist, then the CSOS through the chief ombuds office naturally and the chief ombud himself will appoint a panelist from the CSOS's panel of executive managing agents appointed to the scheme. All right. Thank you, Jolene. Um, 
Hendrik, finally, um, I would like to offer the opportunity to you to ask the follow-up question. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, Jolene, so being an executive managing agent is quite a specialized position, especially since they totally agree with that. Yeah, especially yeah. since they've been uh, compared to administrators. So uh, you would need so much more than just sectional title knowledge. I'm thinking of things like financial acumen, problem solving skills, business management skills. The applications for the panel was done on paper. So I want to know what did CSOs do to ensure that these executive managing agents are actually qualified to take up the position? Were they interviewed? Um, did you obtain information on schemes that terminated their service and maybe interview them to see what the issues are with these agents? Uh, you also say that training was provided. So can you maybe just elaborate on what kind of training was provided? Thank you, Hendrik. Thank you for the question. So the CSOS has um, placed an advert last year for a panel of executive managing agents. And on our advert, there was a whole list of criteria that they had to fulfill. So they have to attach, first and foremost, um, a valid fidelity fund certificate for the company, for the managing agent company, as well as the, for the principal member. Then, of course, um, we are passionate about transformation, so it was a level one or two triple BE certificate. Then there was professional indemnity cover that had to be a touch as also fidelity cover. We must keep in mind that there was also a very extensive company portfolio as well as the resume of the principal member was attached. And that we've done, we've gone through that criteria extensively in order to see if they qualify or not. And our aim was, of course, to have an upliftment for black managing agents that's not well known in the industry and hence the, the qualifying criteria. We then launched the panel in November last year. Um, our 14 panelists, we, we trained them on the CSOS code of conduct. I know, Paul, that you've mentioned you've never seen this code of conduct. We do send it through to our strategic partners on a weekly basis, a communication. If you're not part of any of the strategic partners such as NAMA or ARC, etc., please send us your email and we'll send you all the correspondence directly. So they were trained on prescribing. Sorry, Jolene, just, just, just to interrupt, I am part of it and I've never received any documentation pertaining to the code of conduct. I think you should take that up with NAMA. We send them weekly updates through NAMA as well as the chairperson of NAMA, all the documentation um, was sent through last year, November. So the panel was launched. We've taken them through the code of conduct, what their duties are, what their rights and responsibilities are, what the rights and responsibilities of the of the members of the community scheme is. We've even drafted a service level agreement between the executive managing agent and their client that they may utilize should they wish to. The CSOS is not... Um, discussed any RAND value because that's between executive managing agent and the client, of course. The CISOS can well say that we have now put out a second advert for um, additional panelists on our panel of executive managing agents, and we are launching the panel next Monday, the 21st of February, and we have sent out appointment letters for additional nine members um, bringing the total to 23 executive managing agents on the CISOS's panel. And we are proud to say that they're all part of the historical disadvantage groups. Thank you.
Thank you for that. So you're very proud to announce that. That would then mean that all the other companies all over South Africa that has had years of experience is automatically excluded as a result of the BBBE compliance. Am I correct? Remember that the CISOS has now, we are busy in the process of launching our transformation fund and there is various aspects that goes in the transformation fund and the transformation enhancement fund where we have identified four categories of groups of individuals and the percentages allocated to each of them that will benefit from the surplus funds of the CISOS that we send back to Treasury each and every year. Um, so, at, unfortunately, at the end of the day, we would like to transform the property industry. And it's, a, it's a dominantly white industry, and we would like to see people of cover and their companies coming up and also being noticed um, in the industry. However, with the CISOS's, um Transformation Fund, it must be stated that we are going to work with, exec with existing managing agents and perhaps incentivize them to take on individuals of the categories I've mentioned above. We can, or we also have in our Transformation Fund bridging finance or startup capital to individuals and group. And obviously, this will be discussed at the later stage once we have finalized the CISOS's Transformation Fund. There will then be a disbursement framework that will set up the funds and order how will we um, disperse these funds. But this is all very new. This is nothing has been formalized as yet. I'm just mentoring CISOS in the future for now. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, also, you said it's very new. So I take note of the fact that there are funds available to uh, contribute towards this transformation I wish I had that little bump from the back 35 years ago. I had to pay my own, <laughs> but nevertheless, Hendrik, you have another question. Thank you, Paul. Um, Jolene, so an executive managing agent, the idea behind it is um, to rather appoint an executive managing agent than an administrator. Um, administrators traditionally would be individuals, not companies. So. I'm of the opinion that um, the list of executive managing agents should not be companies, it should be individuals. And the reason I'm saying that is my concern that should that expert person at the company leave the company or sell the company, the body corporate will be stuck in a contract with a company where they most likely will lack the skills to properly manage the schemes. And as a result, I also feel that CISOs should actually publish the names of the individuals who will be the performing the function of the executive managing agent within the company. Yes, correct. Our, as per our advert, as I mentioned, um, yes, it is a managing agent company. However, they will be the principal member that will act as the executive managing agent. So each and every of our 14 panelists currently has got a principal member that will act as the executive managing agent. And yes, we would like to see the appointment of executive managing agents as opposed to administrators. And hence, when we conduct our training so vigorously in the industry, we advise members of community schemes that it would be best if there is no board of trustees to rather appoint the executive managing agent as opposed to a court-appointed administrator. Okay. Just a quick follow-up. So let's say somebody would like to appoint an executive managing agent from your panel. Would they be able to request uh, the documents from CISOS, such as um, CVs, et cetera, et cetera? The CISOS will provide uh, them with the contact details 
um, of the executive managing agent, and then they can follow up with the respective companies regarding the documentation. Okay. Um, Hendrik, do you have a last question on this matter? Um, I've got a little bit of a different question. Um, so, Jolene, you will probably not agree with me, but I think that by compiling the list um, of panelists, um, even though most likely inadvertently, the CISO seems to be endorsing these companies. And um, I would therefore think that it would be fair to expect CISOs to take full responsibilities for these executive managing agents. And I want to know what measures you put in place to ensure that these executive managing agents are performing during their appointment. Good question, Hendrik. Thank you. Jolene? So the CISOs ultimately, our ultimate goal as the CISOs is to see an empowered stakeholder across all boards, be it developers, owners, occupiers, members, managing agents. Um, it's very important to us that you know your duties and your roles and your responsibilities, whomever you are in a community scheme. So at the end of the day, they have the personal indemnity cover, they have the fidelity fund certificate, they have the fidelity fund cover. So yes, they are our panelists for the next three years and we are walking a path with them for the next three years. You will see our executive managing agents being visible at the training roadshows of the CSOS um, this Friday, again, when we are in Johannesburg. So they are there. They have. They will exhibit on the day. They will tell the public about their services. So at the end of the day, they are covered adequately in any event um, by the policies I've just mentioned. And if they, we have a relationship with our panellists, and so we have a relationship with members of community schemes, and if there is any uh, difference or if there's any challenge or any difficulty, we engage with the panellists in order to ensure that they, the clients, our stakeholders, get an excellent service from the panellists. Okay. Billy, would you like to take this matter further? Yeah. Um, I mean, for us that are a bit older um, and have been in the industry for a bit longer, we have seen a couple of years ago, maybe more than a couple of years ago, of a managing agent that has walked away with um, close on 100 million rands of schemes money. Um, and the worry that I have is where CISOS has now decided to step into the arena and if they appoint a managing agent, will they take responsibility if there are losses that has occurred as a result of the appointment of this executive managing agent? Because I cannot see that an executive managing agent would have um, insurance that could cover up to 100 million rand if there is a problem in, in that respect. Remember, the legislation says that each and every managing agent must be covered adequately or each and every community scheme. So the CISOs cannot be held personally liable as there is no contract between the CISOs and the managing agent for them to perform services to, the, to us, the CISOs. It is where we've established a panel in order to assist the public that would like to appoint an executive managing agent and bring them in touch with the panel of executive managing agent should they not or they cannot or they don't know of who to appoint on their own panel as an executive managing agent. But the CISOS is not going to take responsibility for losses at the end of the day. Okay, so if I sum this up, CISOS is there to govern their performance so complaints can be registered at CSAS regarding the performance of or non-performance of an executive managing agent. But when it comes to safeguarding of the cost, 
um, that executive managing agent has to be registered as a property practitioner with a PPRA to have that fidelity cover. That's 100% correct. We ensure good governance within community schemes and we provide a service to community schemes. All right. Marie, you've been quiet for a while. Any questions from your side? Thank you, Paul. Um, Jolene, are there any committees dealing with um, the issues as appointed by the board in terms of Section 12 of the CSOS Act? And if if there are, who who sits on these? Board members, non-executives and industry specialists? Thank you for the question, Marie. Uh, In our annual um, performance, on our annual report that circulated annually and the new annual report can be found on our website, you will see there the different board committees, who the board is. We've appointed a new board from January 2022. Um, You will find all the members of the board and it also consists of of the um, chief ombud as well as the chief financial officer of the CISOS. So there is board committees that all um, the dealings of the CISOS fall into in terms of the annual performance plan um, and the executive managing agent and the functions falls within the CISOS's training and education platform. Thank you. Okay. Um, lastly, on the matter of knowledge, experience, um, suitability, a list of um, executive managing agents plus CISOS oversight and responsibility, Willie, would you like to make or to ask the last question on this matter before we move over to transformation of the industry, which we've already touched on? Um, I think um, Marie has asked the question, um, if if these committees are open for public participation and scrutiny, um, I think that is where she is going to. and if it is, what does CISOS do to, to get uh, public participation um, in this regard on those committees? Jodine, would you like to respond? I think that's why our, our board has been appointed, in order to guide and lead us um, down the correct path as the CISOS. Um, I know in terms of the CISOS legislation, there is what we call an advisory council and that has not yet been established. And I think that would be the platform for public participation and commentary at the end of the day. Okay. Right. Um, We have said quite a bit and I think we need to chew on this. Hendrik, you have a comment on the older guys, the ones that has been in the industries for in the industry for years. And, and and I would like to like to support you on this. I'm all for transformation, um, but in this regard, I kind of at the moment, unless you can convince me otherwise, feels like we are being thrown away. So Hendrik, what is your question? Yeah, Jalene, so um obviously through your application process and your transformation goals, uh, you've excluded some of the bigger and more established managing agents. Um, would it not make sense, at least initially, to involve those companies and those people? Because the whole purpose of BBEE is for the transferring of knowledge. And I hear what you're saying that CSOS is walking a path with these executive managing agents, but where CSOS has a lot of knowledge and expertise on the act, I think that by not having been managing agents, they lack a lot of the practical solutions that the managing agent. Um, usually deals with. 
So would it not make sense to get the, the, the more established guys involved to, to actually train these young companies and upcoming companies? Thank you, Indra. Um, I refer to my previous um, answer where I said that with the CSOS's transformation fund that we are in the process of setting up, we are going to work hand in hand with existing managing agents and perhaps incentivize these very experienced existing managing agents to take on the individuals you know, of the categories we've mentioned. We're talking about bridging finance or startup capital for these um, categories of people identified um, for transform transformation of the property industry. So, yes, definitely, there's going to be multiple engagements with existing managing agents because you cannot discard that years and years of experience that you are bringing to the table. You make me feel a little bit better, Jolene, not much. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, please ask your question. Yeah, I, I think that Jolene has answered that to a large extent. Um, so I, I, I'm just asking Jolene, um, have you guys done any research regarding the numbers? How many of the current managing agencies are what one would consider previously advantaged companies and how many of them are previously disadvantaged, the employee numbers um, and so forth. Because I think at the end of the day, um, we need to work towards voluntary compliance um, with a transformation agenda where we can make sure that people's jobs and incomes are protected because I believe that there are lots of people in the industry that are previously disadvantaged and by excluding those companies, one might get to the point where people will lose their jobs and we will have an unintended consequence of that. Thank you. Um, really, I understand your concern. Um, at the end of the day, you know, um, of, of that 14 panellists, how many of those panellists do you know? How many of those managing companies do you really know? Uh, I'm sure it's not a lot, you know. So we have done our research. We do this in terms of also with the triple BE certificate with a level one or level two. It's 100% black ownership or 100% black female ownership. So and that we can see in the industry, um, there's not a lot of, of a level one or two triple BE certificate. Um, there's a lot of, and, and you can see it, um, we don't need even to do a, a research on it to see that the property industry is simply not transformed at the end of the day. There is just simply not a lot people of cover managing agents around. Um, and, and, and it's predominantly white. And that is what we would like to change. And that's why we're given the opportunity to these community to these managing agents apologies that's been around for 20 30 years but you don't know of them because they're not as big or established as such of of the existing managing agents we all know by name um, but as i would like to emphasize going forward the CISOS is not going to discard or throw away any of the experience and the knowledge and everything at the ex the managing agents out there um, that is not, uh, uh, you know, people of color managing agents, we're not going to throw that away. We need your skills and expertise to take the hands um, um, of ourselves as well as our panelists, as well as each and every other managing agent. Remember, we are all fighting for the same thing in this industry, and that's to have a transformed and an empowered industry where we all know our rights and responsibilities and that we can move forward and that we see less complaints and more 
good governance within community schemes. Jolene, thank you so much for that powerful ending. Um, I'd like to thank Vili, Marie, Hendrik for their participation as well. They've really placed you on the hot seat, Jolene, and I think you handled it very well. So thank you so much for everyone's participation. We will definitely speak again soon. And before we end off, Jolene, would you please just repeat if our listeners want to have um, obtain more information about CSOS, their functions, um, where can they get hold of them? Thank you, Paul, and thank you, panelists. Yes, they can contact me, Jolene Wasserman, um, 066-302-5408. We also have a training show this 18th of February, this coming Friday, at the Capitol Hotel in Santon. Um, we would like everybody to attend if they can. We have up to 150 seats on the day. And for all your training needs or anything that you might need from the CSOS, you can email me at Jolene, J-O-H-L-E-N-E, dot Wasserman, it's W-A-S-S-E-R-M-I-N, at CSOS.org.za. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Be blessed. Thank you. Thank you. This was Fitzsounds Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzarn.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management, letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.